We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack-A-Day podcast. It is time for some Packers football. It is the day before the Green Bay Packers take on the Minnesota Vikings in week one of the 2020 NFL season. We made it. We're here. There will be Packers football. They are in Minnesota. The game will take place. I am Jason Perrone of the Pack-A-Day podcast, Pulse of the Pack, Quick Slants podcast, and Game on Wisconsin, along with my usual Saturday co-host, Mark Eckel, no Paul this week, but Mark is with us. Mark, how are we looking over on the East Coast? Well, good. <laughs> um, weather-wise, a little bit of an overcast, cloudy week. I didn't get to the beach much, but, um, you know, you look, every day isn't a day at the beach, I guess, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah. But we're warm. Not as warm as you, but we're still the, our, our temperatures are still up there. Well, actually, actually, it, you've it's, come down a little bit, right? We did. We came down under a hundred. I mean, I, that's not oh, uh, that's not cold by any means, but yeah, we got to break out the winter coats, right? Yeah, we came right. We came down under a hundred, and and it's right now Friday evening. I'm three hours behind you, so it's five thirty here, and it's around ninety degrees, which is oh. a huge heat break. We've had a a really hot summer here. A lot of days over one ten. Wow. And say what you will about it being dry, that doesn't make it's any still. difference when it's 100 and 110 <laughs> <Exactly>. degrees. <laughs> so yeah, not not the ideal, not the ideal. But 
things are looking good right now and hopefully they're only going to get better. So now that we're back into the regular season mode, we're going to be doing the injury update every Saturday ahead of the games that will take place on Sunday or Monday. And then for Thursday night football, that's going to be interesting. I guess we'll we'll be a recap show for those sure. for that game. But this is an interesting week because the injury report came out. The last report came out on Friday and it was pretty light. For the Green Bay Packers, not too many names on it. The Minnesota Vikings injury report was blank. It had nobody on that? it. That's Although there good. was an interesting development throughout the week with one of their key players, which we'll talk about. But we'll start with the outside linebacker, Randy Ramsey, who is not going to play. He's ruled out for this week. Ramsey was the final outside linebacker kept on the roster in favor of Tim Williams, who I think many of us had penciled in as as the fourth guy. Mark, correct me if I'm wrong. Williams was your fourth guy, wasn't he? Well, fifth guy. Fifth guy. Oh, that's right. You kept five. But Ramsey wasn't on it. No, I had Williams over Ramsey. Um, I mean, just from what I, you know, again, Ramsey must have, obviously he must have outplayed Williams in the in the short, you know, training camp that the Packers had. Uh, um, you know, and, you know, he was hurt. So him being out is not a surprise to anyone. Uh, he, he had been injured. But the Packers must like this guy um, to, to keep him being hurt. Um, and they, or they were, or they knew other teams liked them as well. And they were afraid to, cause they, you know, they, they could have easily cut him, put him on a practice squad. Like they did with a bunch of other guys that we kind of liked. Um, so there must, you know, they, they see, they see, you know, upside in, in Randy Ramsey, but him being out this week, I don't think is a big deal because I think even if he was healthy, he would have been a healthy in inactive, uh, especially this early in the season. Now by the end of the year, you know, maybe that 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 upside starts to starts to you know come come to fruition, and and maybe he he is dressing for for games and playing some special teams, and maybe even getting a couple snaps on the defense. But right now, a he's got to get healthy, and b I think he's he's more of a down the road guy anyway. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you is because I don't know as much about him as was I downplaying him too much in my mind, and in, in the sense that I have always kind of thought of him as the guy that was probably going to be inactive more often than not, you know, I don't know if you could get to the, the same level as I'm, I'm blanking on the wide receiver last year. Grant Grant Grant. said was inactive every week. And you're just like, is this guy ever going to play? But yeah, Ramsey seems like a depth guy, but you good point by the end of the season. And especially if injuries, take their toll you don't want to see that at the in the edge position with the Packers as key as Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary are obviously if either any of those three guys get hurt then no matter what you do it's going to be a huge blow to the defense but Ramsey will not play this weekend also on the injury report and Mark I I saved this one I want to be very delicate with it because I know that (laughs) I know that it's very, very near and dear to your heart. Montrevious Adams, the big defensive lineman, is doubtful. He, I think, tried to practice this week. I could be wrong. Maybe he didn't. But Montrevious Adams is doubtful, which means there's a good chance he's not going to play this weekend. What a what a bummer wow. to the defensive yeah. line rotation. Well, and in all in all seriousness, since I know that you know we're tongue in cheek here because we're not big members of the Montrevious Adams fan club, but for him to rotate in, let's say the Packers get off to a big lead and to not have a guy to rotate in or have one less guy to rotate in there. 
it's only week one. You can't claim exhaustion and, and being tired yet, especially as little as these guys have done so far. But you do want to try to spare some of your guys like Kenny Clark and I agree. Dean Lowry I agree. and such. So that's more of where I see the issue. I hope it's not a blowout in the other direction. That would be bad for us. No, that would be real bad. But Montrevious um, Adams was not going to be counted on to be a big key in this game either. Well, you know my feelings on Montrevious Adams. I don't – I don't think he should have made the team. Um, and that's an indictment of the, of this, this defensive line, um, is not as good as I thought or hoped it was going to be. I mean, I was hoping Trayvon Hester was going to make the team and, and, and be a good rotational guy, but he got hurt and they waved, he was waved injured. Um, I thought some of your other guys, I, I thought the kid, the, the undrafted rookie from, uh, Rutgers, uh, Wellington, um, Prevalon, Prevalon, right. Yeah. I, I mean, I had heard what a good camp he had, and I thought, man, okay, maybe, you know, maybe he'll he'll be a, a rotate, but then and he's on a practice squad, so there's still hope for him maybe down the road. Um, you know, I'm not an Adams guy. I mean, you you say he's doubtful, yeah, he's doubtful to make a play too. <laughs> <laughs> have you been have you been holding on to that one this entire time? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, kind of um, like I do with my zingers. But here's my thing: now they have till Saturday at four o'clock to make a move. Correct. So they could, right. They, and, and they did sign Mac this week, a defensive lineman. Um, I mean, I, I think it's kind of risky to go into, to a game with just four defensive linemen. Right. And that's what they'll be doing though. I mean, they, they Adams, I mean, um, Adams is out or doubtful. Um, so they have, they have Clark, Lowry, Lancaster and Kiki, right. That's it. That's, that's kind of thing. Yeah, I guess worst comes to worst. I mean, Zadarius will put his hand down at times, but but still, I I wouldn't be surprised if they and they have an open roster spot. They only have fifty two guys on the roster, so it wouldn't shock me in the least if they if Mac, uh, who people thought when all the all the stories this week, the 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 guys that covered the team kind of got fooled a little bit this week, early in the week, early in the middle of the week, it was reported that Mac was signed to the roster and he was going to be on the 53 and then the Packers announced that no we've signed him to our practice squad but maybe the writers will be right right as it turns you know if they do promote him later today Um, but we'll see I mean I just think that they're awfully thin on the defensive line right now you would think that they'd go with somebody that they in-house if they're going to bring somebody up to fill that spot rather than sign a guy and and there's there's going to be a faction of those out there too that are hoping that that roster spot is going to somehow turn into Jared Valdir. You know, there's a player every year that that the the fans just they they think the team is just holding out for. You know, that they're mm-hmm. going to sign. I I don't have any recent examples, but there's a couple this year. You got Tremont Williams, yeah. Jared Valdir. It's it's like I worked in the hotel Clay industry Matt. for a, Clay. Clay oh, well, Clay Clay Matthews. Uh, yeah, that that was that was interesting. Clay Clay threw a zinger at Adam Schefter on Twitter. Yes, he did. Schefter claimed that the the Broncos were talking to to Clay Matthews, and that Matthews said that he wasn't going to play this year, or something along those lines. And Clay Clay tweeted back and said, uh, "That's not what happened at all. We didn't come to an agreement." But and I want to play. So, yeah, right. So Here, here's the thing that a lot of people might not know. See, if if you sign a guy, if if it, any team, Packers, anybody, if they if if you sign a veteran this week. And and he and he's on your opening and he plays opening day, his his salary is guaranteed for, for the, the whole year. year. 
Now, if you wait a week, like let's say the Packers do sign Veldy or, or Tremont or Clay or, or anybody, Snacks Harrison, I don't care. If they sign a guy on Monday, it's not then he's he, he's on a game to game basis. I mean, he could play four weeks and you cut him after four, and that and you don't you don't owe him a dime. So that's why a lot of teams you'll see a lot of signings around the league on on Monday Monday or Tuesday of this coming week. Yeah, is it I, you, you is watch. it instantaneous at the beginning of week two? So there's no additional grace period there. It's literally no. just to get through week one and then you're good. Yep. If you're on the well, the, the rule, the way the, the CBA stands, like I, I will not, I'm not reading it for verbatim, but in in layman's terms, if you're on the opening day roster, your salary is is guaranteed for the year. So you know if the Packers cut Montrevious Adams, let's just use him as an example. If they cut him next week. He's still getting paid whatever his base salary was for 2020. Right. But if they sign a guy on Monday or Tuesday of next week, like I said, if he plays three games, four games, two games, one, whatever it is, um, and he and they say, oh, he's not the guy that we thought he was, and we cut him, he doesn't get. He only gets paid to get the for, for the games that he played, or that, or that he, no, he was on the roster. He he doesn't actually have to play, but as long as he's on the roster, right. so that's why you'll see some veterans. I think you'll see a lot of veterans sign Monday and Tuesday. And this season, especially with all the weirdness. Yes. I think you'll see some, you'll see roster maneuvering going on throughout the entire season. Just well, be- just the fact that, that the practice squads have been expanded to 16 and there's no, and there's no um, re- restrictions on who go- the Eagles have 41 year old Josh McCown on their practice. Yeah, that's crazy. That. <laughs> and he's not even with the, and, and he's in Texas. He's playing for the Eagles, but he's living in Texas. Or not playing. He's getting paid by the Eagles to be, to be on their practice squad, and he's living in Texas. Right. I, I actually texted my, my old boss and said, hey, if Eagles could have a player on their, on their you know, if, if they have a player on their practice squad living in Texas, can't you have a writer on, the, on, the, on your staff living in South Carolina? I could, you know, I could still, if, if, you know, right? If, if, if a player doesn't have to be there, a writer shouldn't have to be there, right? Yeah. No, I don't want to go back. Believe me, I'm, because I'm, you know the rules. The, the rules for the players and the writers should absolutely be the same. It's a very <laughs> similar type of a, of a rule. I'm sure you felt like it on certain days. You know. Oh, yeah. Oh no. I mean, our schedules were the same. I think about it now, and I, I do look at it differently now that I've had the insights that you've shared and several other colleagues who have covered the team have shared to where you just you watch a you watch an exciting game. And, and I do a post-game recap as well. And I've gotten caught trying to write the thing. And my entire introduction and the, the air of what I wrote has to change completely because a big comeback win happens or you go to overtime. Overtime's got to be the worst, isn't it, Mark? Because yep. you, you, oh. you're, you're, you can't even – can you even write the lead? It's like you have to wait I mean, until – Right. Over, uh, well, overtime night games or does does just shoot me. Right. Because your your deadline is still what was the deadline? Oh well, at the end, well, I was lucky. Early in my career, our deadlines were pretty good, pretty late. So I was never well. Monday night, you were still Monday night was always a pain. But during the normal, you know, one o'clock, four o'clock, um, or noon, three o'clock for people in Green Bay, um, I, it wasn't a problem. Um, but then toward the end, it got silly. It got ridiculously early, and then my job. At the end for NJ.com is similar to what I write for Packer re, re, Report now. 
my boss wanted me to hit. I had he wanted me hitting hitting send when the clock hit zero zero zero. So that at midnight. That was no one o'clock. Doesn't matter one o'clock, four o'clock. It didn't matter when the when the clocks hit. When he wanted me to send my and, and my story was this, the same kind of story. Oh, at the right end, now, yeah. Just ten, you know, ten takeaways or ten, you know, um, thoughts on on the game. So I could do that during the game. Like you know, it doesn't matter who who won or lost. If if I thought you know, pick a guy. Lane Lane Johnson was having a a great game at right tackle. Like I would write and you know was and was holding off whoever the, the pass rusher on the other team was. You know that would be one of my one of my notes or vice versa. If I thought that a guy was having a terrible game, I could still you know. So it wasn't winning or losing wasn't. I wasn't writing like the game story. I was writing a, an analysis piece. So again, you you still want to know know who who wins or loses, but it wasn't quite the same. But yeah, I mean uh, back in the day, you know, writing a, a a game story and you know it comes down to the last second or overtime, like you said. Uh, Although overtime sometimes is better than a team winning on the last play of the game, because at least overtime you're more you're braced and you have a little time to, you know, get. I would write two stories sometimes, or like I'd have my whole story done, and I I would write two tops, one with they win, one with they lose, and then just pick hopefully pick the right one and send it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. No, that makes a lot of sense. And we got here. Then, you know, like, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I was gonna say we got here. Kind of, it's 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 an interesting conversation. I feel like this is one we're going to have a couple times this season, as the Packers add guys mm-hmm. and guys get hurt. And fortunately, I haven't heard a lot. I'm kind of knocking on the proverbial wood right now about these positive COVID tests. That's the one thing you don't want to hear about. It's the last thing right. I want to hear about is the Packers touch down in Minneapolis, and Aaron Rodgers gets dinged mm-hmm. with a positive yeah. test for COVID. Or you know, no, I just, right. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear those those types of things. And, but it's, but it's going to stress the personnel guys this season or or the GMs because you got to have a contingency for the contingency. Sure, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that, this is a different. The whole league's different, and this year is going to be weird. It's just going to be a weird year. Or the NFL is going to lead the charge, and there's going to be very few positive tests. And much like how Rudy Gobert and the NBA sent everything into a frenzy. Back when this whole thing started, the NFL is going to going to be the entity that shows that hey, this thing can be managed, and maybe it's not that bad. But. Well, hopefully, but on, but again, and you know, I don't want to downplay it, but like not Aaron Rodgers, hopefully, or anybody. I don't want anybody to get it, but I mean, you know, if it's a backup linebacker, it's still a guy, and it's still you're still gonna it's gonna create a stir. Now, if it's a start, and it's really gonna throw things out of whack, but. Hopefully, like you said, yeah, hopefully we won't even have, you know, we'll talk about it, but it'll never actually happen. That's, you know, that's my hope. Well, on that note, it's funny because when I was looking at the, I was doing the Twitter refresh thing today, the thing you love, Mark, that's more of a training camp <laughs> thing, you know, where I was trying to get the, right, right. the updates and the news and what's going on. So you do the Twitter refresh thing. You've got pivotal days during the week where you know that big stories are going to come out. The first sure. injury report comes out Wednesday. Monday is an injury update. Friday is your final injury report, so some of that stuff. So I'm refreshing to try to figure out what the injury situation is, and I see Turner and Adams questionable. And all it said was Adams. And I jumped into there as fast as I possibly could and was relieved to see, no disrespect to Montrevious, I'm sure he would like for his toe to be feeling better or whatever ailment he's dealing with this time. But 
but I'm glad it's not Devonte Adams. So I mentioned Turner. So that would be Turner, Billy. Yes. That would be Billy Turner. And man, could you imagine if they'd kept Malik Turner? You had all these Turners and Taylors on the team. So <laughs> Billy Turner did, I think, try to practice at some point this week, but he didn't practice on Friday, and he's doubtful. So no. there's a very good chance Billy Turner's not going to play in this game. So it looks like it's going to be, unless you have a different theory, Mark Lane Taylor in for Billy Turner at right guard. And Rick Wagner will be at right tackle, although I say in for Billy Turner at right guard, not necessarily knowing if when no, he comes no. back, if they don't plan on playing Billy Turner at right tackle and having Rick oh, Wagner yeah, no, be the backup. That's the plan. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the plan. Lane Taylor is your starting right right guard. That's, that's, that so was, Turner's your tackle that's, and, that's and, and Wagner is your, your number two. Backup, yeah. Wagner's the sixth man, basically. Um, but I don't know, I, you know, LaFleur would not say who's going to – he said he's not saying who's going to be at right tackle until until game time. Uh, well, that could mean that maybe Turner surprises everyone in plays. It might be Wagner. I'm telling you right now, don't be – don't text me and say, oh, my God, I can't believe this because I'm telling you it could happen. <laughs> Elton Jenkins could could be your, your right tackle. Oh, sure. Sure. Elton Jenkins could start at right tackle Sunday and Lucas Patrick start at left guard. So for those of you out there that want to know what's motivating this conversation, a couple weeks ago when Kamal Martin, before he was hurt, was making <laughs> waves in practice and was taking reps with the ones, somehow that got reported, even though we're not supposed to know those things because the media is not allowed to talk about it. You're t- they absolutely shouldn't be surprised Matt LaFleur doesn't want it to say anything. They won't even let the reporters report what's happening in practice. But apparently... We had, well, not apparently, we did. We had a healthy debate over how newsworthy it was that Kamal Martin was taking well, reps with the... With the fr- it was very... It, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't question the news. I just wasn't surprised because I was telling you all along that Kamal Martin was going to start up. Right. Right. And hopefully, right. yeah, and hopefully... Injured, and, uh, injured reserve this year is three weeks? Yeah, which is, which is nothing compared to like what it used to be. At one time, it was, you were done. No matter, you're, you're done. And they, and they used it up to, what, eight, six to eight? No, eight. It was eight weeks. And now it's only three. So my guess, though, my, and again, this is, not, this is just a speculative guess. Um, I think Martin will be out to the bye. I, I think he'll come back after them. Well, they said it was a six to eight week injury, so I think you're probably right. That time frame seems to, that seems to work out. Although the bye week is. The fifth only, week, right? Only about a it's month early. away. Yeah, it's only about a month away. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking, you know, because you don't want to rush back and then get injured again, and we've seen that happen too many times. Where a guy tries to come back too too soon, and then he winds up, you know, either missing more time or just not playing well because he's not 100. Um, percent And that's a shame because that that's a bad. I think that's a really bad loss. I mean, I just think he was he he showed how good he was. They they loved what he was doing, uh, and he's young. I mean, he's the kind of guy that needed to play. I mean, him missing a month. You know, he's just going to be set back so much, too, you know? Well, it's a huge loss because he was a guy that was going to get on the field and play if Christian Kirksey right. either was coming out or in or next to. Oren Burks is not a guy that the Packers apparently want to put on the field next to Christian Kirksey. And so now you've gone from a guy that you absolutely want to play and you're giving every opportunity to start to a guy that you hope doesn't, play anything beyond special teams, which is, which is not, not great. I, I'm, I'm only disappointed, not because I'm surprised, but because he's a third round pick and I know that they got it wrong and they miss every once in a while on picks, but I just, 
I have a hard time getting over these early picks that don't that don't pan out. And there's been more than a couple lately. Quentin Rollins and just some head scratch. You know, it was just yeah, some head scratches. It's like, listen, when Ted Thompson was the GM, he was so good at finding these second round wide receivers. It's like Ted. I don't care how many receivers the Packers have when it's the second round. Don't even bother trying to draft another position. Just pick a receiver and call it a day because that's the only thing that that seemed to work. But and to Ted's credit, I mean, I'm going to give Ted some credit too. He found a lot of good offensive linemen in the middle rounds. Middle rounds, yep. Bakhtiari, Lindsley, Sitton, um, Lang, Lang. That's four very good, very very good offensive linemen. Yep. All taken in rounds what? Four and five. Mm-hmm. Even J.C. Treader, you know, he, he's still a pretty good player for the Browns, taken in the middle round. The the head of the players' union. <laughs> yeah, the players' um, round. So I mean, you know, it's it's and again, when you make a mistake, like if and then again, I don't, you know, maybe the light bulb comes on for him this year. Who knows? I don't want him. He's still young enough that I'm not going to totally give up on him. But thus far, we haven't seen much. But you can, you know, so he was a third round pick that hasn't lived up to third round status but if Kamal Martin was going to come in and start as a rookie fifth round pick that kind of makes up for it a little bit you know right but the law Martin the law of averages kind of helps you there because he was a later round right yeah right exactly well and the draft I'm not bagging on Goody or Ted Thompson Ted brought a championship to, to Green Bay I don't care how you want to slice and dice it Ted, no, no, no. Oh, Ted was very good Ted brought a championship and and yeah and you're I know you're on board but I'm just listen. I'm not ripping Ted. Ted, toward the end, he got a little older and and maybe wasn't as just wasn't as good as he was. But he, I mean, the guy drafted Aaron Rodgers for Christ's sake. Yeah, and a bunch of other guys too. The, Clay the, Matthews traded up to get Clay Matthews. I got it. Never traded, right? Yeah, well, he traded up to get Clay Matthews. That that turned out pretty well. Well, when you've been doing it for a long time, part of part of it is just things change. Player types change, offenses, defenses change. What you're looking for is different. And Ted, I don't say what you will about Ted Thompson. He was he was always an old school football guy. He always yeah. thought about football in terms of when he played, and that's how he scouted, and that's why he found all these undrafted free agents from these crazy universities because that's who he was. He related to yep. that, and there was he had he found value in giving a guy a chance and having him earn an opportunity and earn your keep in the NFL. So, you know where they went bad at the end, in my opinion, with, with Ted was he fell. And again, I know this is your, your conference a little bit, but he kind of fell in love with the PAC 12 too much. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. I I think there was, I think there was a string of what five or six straight years where their number one pick came from the PAC 12. Now, Kenny Clark was a great one, but the rest of them, not so much. Dante Jones, Nick Perry, um, Randall, they're all Pac-12 guys. Right. Well, Sam Seal was, is, or was the West Coast scout right. for the Packers he, for a long time. And he yep. must have. He had Ted's ear. He, yeah, he really did. He really did. And they made, they hit on a couple of picks. And look, I he, they, he gets slammed for the Demarius Randall pick. Did Demarius Randall, I wouldn't say Demarius Randall didn't work out. He actually played some pretty good football for the Packers for a couple seasons, at least at least 15 and 16. 15 and 16 were not a bust. He no. won he 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 seals off the win against the Chargers in 2015 with that last pass breakup at the end of the game. And in 
in 2016, he 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 played okay. He wasn't bad. He had a he, he had, a, had a nice game against the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. I was in that at that one. He he picked off a ball. He had a big pick against the Cowboys early in 2017 before Aaron Rodgers got hurt, and then he was pouting on the sidelines. He turned into a pain in the butt, and now he's not even playing. He, the Raiders cut him. No, he's out of the loop. Right. Yep. The Raiders cut him. The Browns cut him. You get when you get when you don't get brought back to the Cleveland Browns, right? Can we still make that joke? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. We'll see. I mean, we'll see after this. And then, and, and you know, the Raiders aren't going to the Super Bowl this year either. I mean, no, you know, it's not. No. Yeah, he's. You know, sometimes it's 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 not about your ability; it's your whole makeup. And Randall just wasn't made up real real well. Yeah, well, I've talked about what's between the ears many, many times. Yep. And I'm not saying Demarius Randall's not a smart football player, but he definitely has right. handled himself, has, has not used some discretion right. at times when he could have. Yep. When exactly. he could have. So, And this is the beauty of what happens when you've got a short injury report is we get to kind of go off on these, <laughs> on these trails. Yeah, I, the think, only I, other, think cover, I think we covered the injury. Well, the only other player we didn't talk about was Raven Green. Raven Green is listed as questionable. Oh, and the, the, issue with question, the issue with questionable is, is that there is no probable anymore. Right. So whether or not we see Raven Green is is questionable, literally, according to the... But I think, uh, according to the report, but... I've read some things and talked some. Um, he's all indications are to agree. He, he did practice Friday. Um, I think he's. I mean, I don't know why they got rid of probable because I think if there was still a probable, he'd be listed as probable. I'll be unless he has a setback on the flight, you know, or whatever. I, I think he'll play. I'm, it was messing I'm, I'm too bad. much. I'm, I think I'm, it was honestly it was messing too much with the betting lines. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'm Probably being not. I'm being serious there. Someone no, correct me if right. I'm wrong, but I You're think right. that's what it was. Somehow probable, and then if you had a probable player who just all of a sudden couldn't suit up on Sunday, and it impacted one too many games no, too much by, right by too many dollars. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a gambler, uh, so I don't. But that but, makes that makes more sense than anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's I think that's what some of it was. The only so the Vikings, like I said, the Vikings actually have a clean injury report, but then they don't really because earlier this week they put Daniil Hunter, the their star defensive end, on injured reserve. Now again, injured reserve is a three week situation this season if it's not necessarily that bad and the team wants to do something with a roster spot, but it's a neck injury, and that's not any any small thing. So there's I thought I heard some rumblings, and I know that you're colleague over Packer Report, Peter Bukowski, when he did Locked On earlier this week, did a crossover episode, and I think the guy that was talking about the Vikings said it might, it's very likely to be longer than than that. But Daniil Hunter being out is very significant, especially when Rick Wagner is going to be your starting right tackle, and Billy Turner is not going to play this week. Well, I don't, I mean, the Packers right tackle, Billy, let's not, let's not, let's not confuse Billy Turner with, with, with Brian Block. Brian Block, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the Packers are hurting a right tackle, no matter who plays there. But if they, yeah, if they have to go, yeah, Hunter's Hunter. I mean, he's a good player. He's a very good player, and you don't like to lose good good players. And um, that's a that's a setback for the for the Minnesota Vikings, without a doubt. Not just this week, but every week that he misses, and that's a that's one of their their better players, not not in uniform. So um, now they're lucky. That they did make the make the trade for um, what's his name uh, Lane no. Taylor, yeah, so. Lane, Lane Taylor. Well, and you you mentioned Elton Jenkins, 
Uh, Billy Turner's injury is not long term, but if no, either he might, he if, may even play. If either Lane know. Taylor, well, yeah, I'm just I don't I rarely see guys go from doubtful to playing. It's yeah, happened. Yeah, you're right. It's happened, it but but it's very rare. But if you get a long term injury to either Lane Taylor or Billy Turner, Jared Valdir is either on speed dial or Elton Jenkins mm-hmm. is potentially moving out to right tackle because I if I'm Matt Lafleur. And I've got a chance to win this season because you, you do. You've got Aaron Rodgers. He's still a good quarterback, by the way. Mm-hmm. And the offense is supposed to be better. I know there's a lot to be discovered yet. I know these are all projections. We don't know what it's going to look like. Hopefully we have more answers a week from now than we do today. But you're, you've got to put your best players in the, in the most critical spots. And I, I don't care how unfamiliar Elton Jenkins is with playing right tackle. He's a stud offensive lineman. He did a hell of a job last season. You're suiting up at right tackle and go out there and do it, right? But and, no, I, I, and I say that. Do you remember that? Remember that game in 2015 where Josh Sitton lined up at left tackle and it was a disaster. Was that the Bears game on Thanksgiving? We've been Lions on Thanksgiving. I think it was. Well, that in 2015 it was the Bears because that was the oh, night oh, they honored. Oh, 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 the night game when they honored Favre. That was the night that they honored Favre. Yeah, they honored right. Favre and Bart Starr was in the house. And they yeah, lost. It was one of the few times the Packers lost to Jay Cutler when Aaron Rodgers started and finished a game. That was a bad one. But I can give you one where they – do you remember a couple of years ago against the Cowboys where Lane Taylor had to play left tackle? Yep. And I forget who played right tackle. It was a makeshift offensive line, and I thought, oh, my God, this is, going to, this is not going to look – and they played great. That was 20 – was that 2017? Yes, I believe it was. That was the yeah. Demarius Randall had a pick in that game, and the Packers ended up winning it. Late touchdown from Rodgers to Adams. That was yeah, the week, and, they, and, and that was a good Cowboy team. It was. That was the week. Well, that was the rematch from the Jared Cook 2016 yep. divisional yeah. championship game when the Cowboys were the one seed. And the following week, that was the last game Aaron Rodgers played before he got his collarbone broken again. Because the following week they were in Minnesota, and we all know what happened then. Yeah, and the Packers were what they were. They were playing well. Four and one. They were playing well. Yeah. So, but again, that was a makeshift line. And, and again, I don't want to live with that all, all year, but it can, you know, you can put guys out there for a game and then, and they do okay. So we'll, we'll see what happens Sunday, who plays where. And, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. To well, as far as the Vikings, up. yeah, as far as the Vikings go, they just, that it, they don't, it's not injuries, but they've got so many changes. They've got so many new players on, defense because of all the players that are gone. Xavier Rhodes is gone. Mackenzie Alexander is gone. Then on the offensive side, Stephon Diggs, Laquan Treadwell aren't there anymore. Those are just a couple of the names. You know, there's there's a, a bunch of guys that, that aren't there anymore. That's secondary. I mean, look, I don't care if it's Xavier Rhodes when he was good. You got to cover Devontae Adams. Now they're going to be asking Mike Hughes coming off a big injury to cover Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams could... Could potentially have himself a nice little day on Sunday. I think he will. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't like the Vikings, so I'm not real objective here, maybe. I try to be as objective as, as I can, but I don't like them. Um, people are picking them to win a division. People pick them to go for I think they've, like, I don't know, they underwent, they're young. They're young and untested, and this isn't a good year to be young and untested because you didn't do anything in, in camp or preseason, so... Very few rookies are going to make a big impact this year. I really, I don't believe many at all are. Um, yeah, the Vikings are getting a lot of love, and in fact, this doesn't mean a whole a whole lot either. But 
on ESPN, they post the pick, the game picks every week, and it was split five to five, Vikings and Packers. Well, the Vikings are home, so I guess that's part of it, and and, and they are a slight favorite. I'm, but I'm not even just talking about this week's game. I'm talking about people picking the Vikings to win on 11, 12 games. This yeah, week. I, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, there's a lot guy. of yeah, there, there, there's a lot that are bullish. On them, but we'll find we'll find out how good again, they are. Maybe I'm wrong because I just I, I do have a little bit of a blind spot because I I dislike the Vikings more than I dislike the Bears. That's just me. You are not alone. Oh, you really? You agree? Oh, a hundred percent. I might even I might even dislike the Lions more than I dislike because the Bears have been such a non-factor for the Packers for so long. The Lions creep in there every once in a while. It's like I'll forgive. A loss to the Bears, even if they're bad, bad team, just because historically, just because historically they've been good. The Lions have been garbage for so long that when you lose to them ever, it's unforgivable. And the Packers lost four in a row. I'm aware. I'm also the like when the Bears play the Vikings, I root for the Bears. Yes. If I have to, I I don't. I root for a tie. Well, I root for whichever (laughs) team is is lower in the standings. Well, yeah, but I meant like if they were playing a playoff game or whatever, I would root for the Bears. Let them kill off each other. So, <laughs> but uh, what's going on All this right. week over at uh, over at Packer Report? I know we're into the regular season, so what are we going to yeah, be? Well, what are we going to get from you uh, this season at Packer Report? Well, I'll, I'll do my you know um, immediate reaction piece right after the game. I'll be posting you know ten thought you know an analysis of what of of the game by ten. 10 thoughts off the game. And then Thursdays, I do like a throwback piece. This this past week, I, I, I did memorable season openers uh, for the Packers. You know, okay. So, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers' comeback over the Bears was number one when it looked like he was out for a year and he came back in and threw three fourth-quarter touchdown passes. Oh, uh, with a broken knee? Yeah. And I'll be, I guess you and I should compare notes then because I'm doing an instant reaction piece over game on Wisconsin, so that'll be oh. coming up after the game yeah. as well. And we've got Pulse of the Pack on Saturday. Well, like that's uh, later today. Right. Since All right. yeah, Pulse of the Pack is is there to preview, and then we'll have some roundtable discussion after the game, and some good stuff over there as well. So it's been a good one, Mark. Next week we're we're okay. back. We'll be back to talk about the home opener for the Packers when they take on the Detroit Lions. There you go. Your team, another team you don't like. Another team I'm not a huge fan of, especially don't like their kicker. So that's a whole other story I'll say for, for next week. All but right. everybody, enjoy Packers football. We're finally there. It is it is so fantastic to have the green and yellow out there on the field doing what they do, which is hopefully beating the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. Everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend, and go Pack Go!
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.